0: Welcome to TV Momentum Audio Edition for executives looking to lead and build high-performing teams in fast-paced environments through principles from sports. Hi everyone, welcome to video number three of this mini-series, your Olympic team, or a superstar team, not a team of superstars. In one of my recent podcasts, I had the privilege of interviewing a reporter that had been for 18 years at USA Today. He had interviewed a lot of CEOs and a lot of sports personnel, you know, from the likes of Jack Welsh, the former CEO of GE to Tiger Woods. One of the things he brought up, which was very fascinating uh, when I asked him the question about, you know, how do the CEOs that he's interviewed, how do they make their teams? And he brought up a great point that he saw on sports and on business where a lot of times sports teams or businesses hire great people. So some sports team might hire two or three superstars in one year to try to win the championship or a business will hire a lot of great people with great skill sets and experience. But most of the time this backfires and he's seen it firsthand. He's seen CEOs that have told him this because those teams were not able to gel together as one big unit. Throughout my career, I've been privileged enough to be on some great teams, where we won the first college championship in our university's history, in football. And I've been also on some not so great teams, which is also a privilege because I got to see the difference between the two dynamics. In one place, you have a team that is working well together, that's on a mission, and the other side is totally different, where you have people who don't care about each other, they're gossiping behind each other's backs, and you know they're just not in it to win it now here's a fascinating thing my football career in university we were on a 21 game winning streak we won a national championship from that year only one of us from the senior year went on to get drafted to the cfl canadian football league versus let's say four or five athletes from other universities who were maybe mediocre teams but they had some really great superstar players. Now, although we had great talent on our team, our coach built a machine that had only one purpose, which was to win a championship, which meant some of us were okay not getting the spotlight, knowing that winning is greater than getting the spotlight, which may or may not result in a professional contract. We had all bought in to the system of being a great team versus letting our egos come in the way. Now, when I led a team of eight, I had to build a team from scratch. I had to build a brand new department from scratch in a matter of two months. I had the option of either picking a team that was built up of individuals who had been around the block for a long time, who had a great skill set, taking my time, offering high salaries to a bunch of great, great individuals from great name brands. They may or may not work out because of the experiences and because of the dynamics, or I had the ability to pick a team based on, first, the dynamic and how everybody's gonna fit in, and then go and find people that might fit that machine, whether or not they had the right skill set, whether or not they had the right number of years. So what I actually went for was a ladder. I went for a team that was built on the dynamic and the chemistry, and I only looked for one key trait, which was potential, which meant to me, how hungry are these people? How bad do they want to win? And can they learn? Can they come in and learn and really get up to speed fast enough to build this great machine that I was there to build? This is the concept we'll be discussing in this video. It's building your Olympic team so you can thrive in a fast paced digital environment when you really need to deliver results and don't have enough time. Building a superstar team really means to build a team that is able to work together and deliver results with maximum output and productivity. For example, if you had a project that needed you to launch a new app, then building a team that has all the strengths, capabilities and chemistries within each other to deliver on executing that app is what this is all about. What can we learn about this concept from the world of sports? I shared a story with you in the beginning of this video. So now let's look at some of the concepts when it actually comes to the world of sports. So when our coach built our team that won the championship, it meant recruiting and training a team that could do the following. One, a defensive line that was okay not wanting the glory because our system was built around our linebackers, which meant the defensive line had to keep our linebackers free, which meant it was a job that was unglorified. Number two, a group of really strong receivers because we were a big pass team. Number three, a quarterback who was a superstar, but humble enough to not play for two years because there was somebody else in front of him. So we had somebody who was really good, but would also stay motivated for two years until his turn came. And new recruits who were hard workers versus someone that would find a way to cheat. And lastly, everyone who valued school because at the end of the day, you have to get good grades before you can get on the field. It was a very selective group that fit the system and got along well with each other. So when it comes to business, this means carefully building your leadership team and any other highly cross-functional team that is built with one goal in mind, to become a well-oiled machine. In fast-paced environments, this means you want zero politics, a team that can have each other's back and work hard but have fun. Someone who can lift the team morale, someone who can keep the team grounded, someone who can motivate when things fail, and someone who can help the team change direction at the snap of a finger and without losing momentum. You want to build a SWAT team, an Olympic team. What does this look like in action and how does it actually help you build the foundation to maximize results in fast paced digital environments? First of all, you have to assess whether or not this is a gap for your team today. How can you tell whether or not the reason why you can't perform in fast-paced digital environments is because you don't have the right team at the foundation? Here are some signs. Does your team constantly show low energy? Is there constant pushback and lack of initiative when there are new things that you have to be done? Or are you feeling that your team is not bringing forward enough new things or enough creative ways of doing some of the things or being resourceful? Uh, Is your team slow and not really able to keep up with the change and uncertainty? Are there different uh, politics or different groups being made in the team? And do you have too much oversight that you're worried things may drop and not enough work happening? If you believe that there is a fundamental problem in the team, the quality of the team that you have, then here is a four stage process that you can use to address this problem. First of all, you have to evaluate your internal system alignment. What this means is you have to have an internal scan. So in football, there is a scan where the team is going to go so that the objective for the year is known and the systems and plays that you need to run are operationalized. Also, there has to be a scan of the types of coaching styles because that's going to set up the type of team they're going to bring on afterwards or vice versa. In business, you have to run a few diagnostics in order to find out what kind of a team you need to build. First, it's your overarching goals and skill sets needed. This is a no-brainer. It's also something we discussed in the previous video. Knowing where you want to play in the future and what skills you need is gonna help you get the basics right. Number two, you have to look at your internal values. So what are the things that the members of your team need to adhere to? Is it meritocracy? Is it being a players? Because if it's, let's say, meritocracy, then having someone in your team who is not rewarded based on results is going to cause low morale which will affect your entire team this is a very important concept and lastly under internal scan you should be scanning for what are the strengths and tendencies of you as a leader are you a servant leader are you hands-on are you technical where are you strong where are you not strong because this is going to allow you to set up in the later stages of this analysis what kind of a team you need to bring in around you to help you become a strong Olympic team. The second stage is the current team alignment. In football, this is an alignment of the players that are in the system today. So players in their second, third or fourth year that are, are they the right fit based on where the team is going. So after the year ends, the fourth year players leave, first year players have not come in yet. So the team that is remaining Do they have the right values? Are they aligned to the culture? Do they have the right skill sets to be the team that's gonna be going the next level in the next season to win the championship? In business, you wanna find out from a current team, what are the gaps and what does it do well? So one thing that helped me in my career to finding my internal team alignment in business was spending time with my team. I would just go and sit down in the same desk, the same area, You know, fortunately, a lot of the places I worked at were open concept, which means I was there with my team. But even in times when I wasn't there with my team, I would always make time to go sit beside them because you can observe a lot just watching your team and how they interact. And another thing that I would do is just ask questions about how everything is going, not from my direct reports, but from two levels below me. So from the direct report of my direct report, because that really uncovers a lot of different assumptions whether or not those assumptions are right or wrong once you've done an internal scan and you've also done an alignment of your current team now it's time to look at recruiting a new team if you need to find external talent in football this comes back to the qualities the soft skills and the hard skills that you need Uh, one of the things that coaches did at great schools is prospecting early good schools start to build relationships with high school athletes in grade 10, grade 11. They don't wait until grade 12 because by that time, they've already made up their mind of where they're gonna be going to play football or whatever sport it is on a scholarship. So similarly in business, you have to identify the skill set, the soft skills, the key positions that you need, and then go out and recruit yourself. The key here in a fast-paced environment for all the leaders watching Is this someone with a ton of experience may not always work out so bringing someone in that might be good but may cause friction is something you should be really careful about and number two hire for a potential character and grit over experience because you want to build a well-oiled machine first and the skill set will come later one of the things that you should be doing is going out for coffee chats or LinkedIn chats with as many prospective people that you want to hire in the future. You will always want to have a pipeline of people ready. I mean, the only reason I was able to hire a team of eight in two months was because I had a good network of people that trusted me, but also I kept on meeting with prospective candidates, people who worked with me or people who aspire to be in a business I was working at. I would always say yes to a meeting. And those were the people that I called when I was in most need, when someone quit, when I needed somebody to jump into a project. That was the pool of candidates that I pulled. It's because I was doing the work for years in advance. And also, don't leave recruiting up to the HR team. You as the leader need to build your own pool of candidates. It'll serve you well, it'll do wonders to the speed at which you can execute. Stage four is operationalizing the team. In football, there's a big reset every year. It's called training camp and also the off season. So once training camp starts, there's a new expectation, there's new guideline on how to work together, what are the goals, and everybody starts fresh, become one team. In business, first of all, you wanna have a kickoff and ideally you wanna have it off site, where you can really be open, be vulnerable with each other. And number two, you want to have at an individual level an alignment exercise so what i used to do is a one-page document that discusses the expectations of the role how they will be evaluated and most importantly a scenario exercise on how this team member will work with others involved so for example if this team member came in as a product owner where will this person's boundaries be? How will they interact with the marketing team, the operations team, with people in our team? And then go through a, a little bit of a scenario exercise and almost challenge them on some scenarios or some questions. on If this happens, how do you react? If this happens, how do you react? It does two things. One, it helps the new hire or the new recruit or the new team member understand what their role is about. But more importantly, it gives them an opportunity to ask you questions on really what their role entails and how they're going to work with each other because that's going to alleviate a lot of the tension that might be there when they start working with people because there's always a forming and a storming stage as we know and step five is fine-tuning your machine in football you know every week it was a chance to see how he performed but in the off season there were all these hard workouts hard grueling workouts where the team came together they practiced together they were there for each other a common belief which also meant that every week we got better and better at building the Olympic team. In business, similarly, make sure that you have a connect with your team outside of work. Make sure you're connecting with your team once a week, once a month together, where you chat about not just work, but get to know each other at an individual level, because the key as a leader is to really be present and be there for your team. At the end of the day, it is your Olympic team. So in summary, you want to build a team that's a superstar team, not a team of superstars. Identify where you're going, look at you have in the team today, what kinds of alignments and values you want, what kind of skill sets you need, who you need to recruit, and then bring it all together and keep working at it. Thanks team for listening. Really hope you found this podcast valuable and can leverage some of the content in your day-to-day. Please remember to leave a review, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up for a ton of free content, exercises, coaching, and frameworks at TanvirBengu.com.